Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. One thing the Conservative Party cannot afford is a continuation of the last number of years with the leadership of uh, Mr. O'Toole and Mr. Shear, which just didn't work out. So what's going to happen when they vote on September the 10th? Yes. Some 600,000 votes, we're told, are going to be possible. We just spoke with Jean Charest, the former Premier of Quebec, the former leader of the Progressive Conservative Party of Canada. With us now, also running for the leadership of the CPC, is Dr. Leslin Lewis. Dr. Lewis, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm well. Thanks very much for participating here. Um, quick answer. Mr. Polyev says he signed 311,000 new members. Mr. Brown says 150,000. Mr. Charest, who was just on the air with me, says tens of thousands. Your campaign won't give a number. Are you confident you can win the leadership of the Conservative Party? Oh, yes. I'm very confident about that. If you add up all the numbers and knowing that we had 150 existing, that means that I would have probably sold negative numbers. It's not adding up. So and I know that that's not the case. So I know that the numbers out there are not accurate. And I just don't wish to participate in putting out false numbers. I believe the members will speak for themselves and the voters will cast their ballots and we will see when that happens. Yeah. Let me ask you some quick questions here. If you're the Prime Minister of Canada and you have decisions to make to lead this country and we're not in a good place right now, I think many people would agree with that. How do you approach the issue that really has been dominant for the last numbers of months, and I'm going to step away from inflation and interest rates for a moment, talk about housing. There's now, of course, the pressure, the interest rate pressure on housing, and prices are coming down, some parts of the country more than others. People are worried. What would you do? What do you think needs to be done about the housing issue in Canada? Well, it's obviously an issue of supply. We just do not have enough and so we need to open up the capacity to build more houses and that could mean opening up some of the crown land and selling those that off to builders in order to facilitate development of new housing. Uh, the Liberals claim that we they, they will build 100,000 new homes. I don't think that that's sufficient to really meet the needs. I think we need close to probably a million new homes uh, across the country. Yeah, let me ask you about the uh, the carbon tax. I asked Mr. Charest the same thing. People are hurting. When you go to the gas station, you know, you've seen the prices. You fill up your vehicle, I'm sure. $2 plus for a liter of gasoline, heading toward three perhaps. What would you do immediately if you became the prime minister of this country or if you became the leader of the official opposition? What would you press the government to do about the carbon tax? Well, I don't think that we need to compromise the environment um, but we do need to get rid of the carbon tax. The carbon tax is not bringing down emissions. It's a revenue-generating tool, and it's really based on the backs of average Canadians. It's making life, life less affordable, as, as you stated, and I believe in practical tools of addressing and dealing with the environment, such as technology, and I would invest in technology that would bring down emissions and get rid of the carbon tax. Yeah. We have a lot of supply of oil and gas, the number three nation in the world as far as supply potential is concerned. We're not doing very well with pipelines. We don't trade well um, uh, among ourselves. 
provincially in Canada. We have a world that is hungry for oil and natural gas and will continue to be for years to come. What would you do about, or would you have, would it be your decision to create the kind of infrastructure that would allow for the export of oil and natural gas, Canadian to the rest of the world? We absolutely have to create the infrastructure, not only for export, but also to meet our own needs. We're bringing in 555,000 barrels of oil a day. And as you said, we have the largest, third largest accessible oil reserves on the planet. And we have some of the best environmental stewardship when it comes to uh, production in that area. So I believe that we need to bring our supply chains home. We have to create the infrastructure to get our products across Canada, high water, offset some of the dependency that you see, especially in places like Europe. Europe is 40% dependent on Russian oil. So really, purchasing of Russian oil is really fueling that war right now. And we could offset some of that. We could also sell our products to heavy coal-producing nations to offset um, coal production and transfer our LNG to those areas. Yeah, it makes sense. I, it, it just makes sense. Uh, Mr. Trudeau doesn't think so, but it but it does. What, well, what is your thinking? It's short-sighted, actually, not yeah. to... Not that way because right now if we had our pipelines our products would be would be at market and there would be massive amounts of money coming into this country to pay for health care pay for social programs pay for the things that canadians want it's not good enough for mr trudeau or mr singh to say tax the rich let's examine what they're doing but but dr lewis what do you make of the mess that's been going on at the airports in in this country particularly pearson airport what what do you say to that I think it's terrible, just terrible. These policies were put in place to punish unvaccinated people, even at a time where we knew that the vaccine wasn't going to stop people from getting COVID. And we knew that it was mainly to reduce um, morbidity and mortality um, for the individual who took the vaccine. And yet he he still had these policies in. We had uh, other measures of testing, and we still have these punitive policies, and he's continuing to prevent people, Canadians, from traveling within their country, their own country, Canadian citizens. And now we're seeing the effects of that on tourism because people are trying to circumvent and not Canada because they don't want to deal with this. It's easier for a Canadian to get into the United States than it is into their own country. And that is a problem. We have one minute. You want another debate with Mr. Polyev. Why? Well, I think that it's always useful and that we can share ideas where we can test each other on our policies and where the voters will be able to see how we deal with certain policy issues. So I think it, it could be very useful. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 